Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Hey, it's me, Billy V, and this is Billy V's Sports, Sports, Hits, Hits. Thank you for joining me here on Renegade Sports Talk Radio. All right, we're getting ready to go into some uh, football talk in just a moment. But first of all, I just wanted to say this because I was watching the Republican presidential debate and a question about guns came up and it reminded me that I've never actually formally thanked Carl Higby for plugging me into the Renegade Sports talk radio uh, element of the renegade talk radio nation. So um, <laughs> I, I Carl, of course, is a big gun guy. And uh, last time I talked to him, he owned, I think it was 173 guns. And that's been a little while. So it's probably up to like 200 by now. So that works out perfectly because, you know, 200 guns fits the exact number of turrets that he has built into his castle. You know, the openings for the guns that you build into the into the brick wall of the castle. So now he's got 200 turrets and 200 guns to go, you know, in his uh, in his stone wall. I'm sorry, it's not brick. It's made of stone. And um, and, you know, anybody invading him will get shot down if if, in fact, they're able, of course, to get over the 30 foot stone wall that surrounds the castle. Um, well, actually, they have to get over the moat. And then they have to climb up the wall and then they can storm the castle and get shot down by the 200 guns. So, <laughs> and, the, and the question that actually was asked of the Republican presidential candidates that made me think of Carl, well, the question was, and this was the question, what is wrong with tightening up the gun laws to prevent people who are mentally ill from being able to purchase a firearm. What is wrong with preventing mentally ill people from being able to get a gun? That's the question. And every Republican presidential candidate answered, Obama's trying to take away my guns. Obama's trying to take away my guns. And at first I thought, okay, they really haven't actually answered a question that's been asked all night. So I guess once again, they're actually avoiding the question. But then I realized, no, they are. They are answering the question. The question is, why shouldn't mentally ill people have guns? And their answer is, he's trying to take away my guns. Because what they're saying is, they are mentally ill. So by their own admission... <laughs> the Republican presidential candidates, except for one, there was one who said, yes, if somebody has been um, uh, clinically proven to be mentally ill, I don't think they should get a gun. But but all the rest of the Republican candidates, as well as all the NRA crazies, are, in fact, admitting that they are crazy. They are mentally ill. And that's why they don't want to stop mentally ill people from being able to get guns. Makes sense. Now I have my answer. All right, let's talk sports now. And before we get to the football playoffs, you know, I like to talk testosterone sports. This is, you know, uh, that's my thing. Anything where somebody gets hit, 
Billy these sports hits. Um, you know, boxing, football. And man, if you saw the Deontay Wilder fight, if you saw the knockout of Arthur Spilka, I mean, Deontay Wilder, of course, the WBC heavyweight champion. Uh, and I don't care about, you know, the alpha, I don't care about the alphabet soup organizations and all of that, the WBC and all that. Everybody knows that uh, Vladimir Klitschko was the legitimate champion for many, many years and that Tyson Fury beat him. So Tyson Fury is the legitimate champion. But if Tyson Fury ever gets into a ring and makes a mistake of getting into a ring with Deontay Wilder, it's ball game. Deontay Wilder will destroy him. I have never, ever seen a heavyweight with his combination of size, agility, craftiness, power, the whole package like never before. Look, I've, I've, I study boxing films going all the way back to the very beginning with gentleman Jim Corbett in the 1890s. Man, I, I study all the heavyweight champions, Joe Lewis and all the rest. There's never been a guy, the only, the only heavyweight who even comes close to Wilder in terms of having size and athleticism and power is uh, Lennox Lewis. And Lennox Lewis didn't know how to fight for the first half of his career, even as a champion. You know, until Emmanuel Stewart got a hold of him, all he ever tried to do, because he had that tremendous, powerful right hand, was just drop a right hand on people and didn't use his jab, didn't set him up, didn't box. Once Manny Stewart got a hold of him, then Lennox Lewis became a truly great champion. Um, but this kid, Deontay Wilder, already knows all that. He is so well-schooled in a boxing ring. Mark Breland, his trainer, was a great fighter and a great trainer. And so he, in addition, you know, if he doesn't knock you out quick with a right hand, then he'll box you and he'll win a decision. And it's ironic because Artur Spilka was actually giving Wilder a tremendously difficult fight because, for one thing, Spilka's a southpaw. And you can try to spar and train against lefties, but it's, it's a different thing when you get into the ring with them and you face them so rarely and, you know, they're going to give you trouble. And a lot of times, especially when it's a guy like Spilko who had a good fight plan. He actually, you know, was bending at the waist, ducking under Wilder's punches, coming in, coming out, doing a little bit of a, a little bit of a Joe Frazier or a Rocky Marciano type thing, which short heavyweights should do and don't do. But this guy does or did. And was giving him a good fight until the ninth round when when <laughs> Wilder dropped the right hand on him that actually just had him laying on the canvas for a long time. And thank goodness he's okay. You know, he had to be taken off on a stretcher. But that's the kind of power that Deontay Wilder has. And then Tyson Fury jumps into the ring afterwards challenging Wilder and he'd be out of his mind. I mean, of course he should fight Wilder, but he's got no shot against Deontay. And and here's what I don't get. Okay, so uh, here's a here's a champ here's a, here's a tremendous heavyweight with tremendous punching power, and he's an American. We haven't had an American champion since. Well, I mean, you go back there was Klitschko, you know, from Ukraine. You had uh, Lennox Lewis from from Great Britain or Canada. He claimed to be from Great Britain, really from Canada. But anyway, we haven't had an American champion in a long time. It's certainly not a great American champion. And you would think that this kid would be getting all kinds of publicity, and he's not. And people might say, well, that boxing's dead. That's why. No. Every time Floyd Mayweather fought, everybody was talking about it and people were going to see it. And I, you know, I, I don't pay those $80, $90 fees for pay-per-view. So I'll go to a sports bar and every Floyd Mayweather fight, the bar was always packed standing room only. Why? Floyd Mayweather's not even an interesting fighter for most people. I enjoy a technical uh, exhibition of skill, but he didn't knock anybody out. And that's what most 
fans want to see. They want to see some, you know, some action packed, you know, you hit me, somebody, somebody gets hit, somebody goes down, somebody gets up. You know, they don't want to see, you know, a guy out jumping around, out pointing people. And yet they were all there to see Mayweather because, because of the type of person that Mayweather was and all the incidents he was involved in outside the ring and all of his, you know, uh, boisterousness and money Mayweather and throwing money around everywhere and, you know, acting the fool and people hated him and they wanted to see him lose and they'd go see him lose. Unfortunately, that, that says so much about our society, though, that here's a kid, Deontay Wilder, who's a great fighter, an exciting fighter, and, but, and he has a great personality. You know, he's a fun guy, but he's not a, he's not a he, you know, he doesn't play a villain. He's a good guy. So, you know, people are not that interested. Unless you're a villain and a bad guy and they want to see you get beat, they won't go watch. And that's what's really sad. It really is. But Deontay Wilder is, um, he is a, he, he is a beast. He's a beast. And uh, soon he will be the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. And maybe people will start to pay attention then. All right, let's talk about the um, football playoffs, the uh, AFC championship game and the NFC championship game. Now, of course, before the season, I had predicted that the Super Bowl would be Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Uh, as of now, they are now both eliminated from the playoffs. Let's talk about that Pittsburgh game because, um, you know, the funny thing was I, I talked about, I picked Pittsburgh and I talked about how Antonio Brown was the best receiver on the planet. And when I pit, pit, picked Pittsburgh, there we go with that tongue twister again. I did not know that Antonio Brown was not going to play. So, um, you know, obviously he had been hurt in the game against Cincinnati and you had Adam Jones tweaking that he was that that Brown Antonio was a faker and all this well yeah Adam Jones eventually had to tweet a uh, uh an apology because um in addition to the fact that he's the idiot who cost the Bengals to lose the game by getting flagged for a penalty for pushing the ref he also then accused Antonio Brown of faking when Brown was hurt uh and obviously he wasn't faking he ended up missing this this game against Denver and even without Antonio Brown and even down to third string and fourth string running backs and even with Ben Roethlisberger hurt, the Steelers were winning that game at the start of the fourth quarter. So now that Denver has won the game, I don't have a lot of confidence that Denver is that good of a football team. So as we look forward now to Denver against the New England Patriots, and of course, all everybody's talking about, and I guess all they should be talking about, really, I mean, football is a game, it's a team game, but you got the great matchup once again between the two quarterbacks who are the dominant players of the last two decades Peyton Manning for Denver and Tom Brady for New England and interestingly as far as New England getting here um, I had picked them to win and somebody who listened to the podcast kept insisting you know got in touch with me and kept insisting uh, you know on Facebook that no 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 the Chiefs were going to beat New England Um, uh, you know the Patriots uh, are so banged up uh, you know, all their running backs are hurt, this and that. And I said, it's all true. But guess what? The Patriots still have Tom Brady. They still have Bill Belichick. They will win. Bottom line. These guys win no matter what. It's mind boggling. Their offensive line was all banged up. It didn't matter. They had they were down to, you know, they didn't have LeGarrette Blunt as their running back. They didn't have Deion Lewis as their running back. They didn't even have Brandon Bolden. They had to use Steve Jackson, whom they picked up out of retirement home somewhere, and they still won. They've actually the Patriots have actually had twelve different offensive linemen play for them this year and six different running backs. And all they do is just keep winning. 
it's an amazing thing. And that's why, to me, there's no doubt that the Patriots will beat Denver because Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback or the best quarterback of this era. No disrespect to Peyton Manning, who's been great. Um, And head-to-head, believe it or not, in playoffs, they've actually split. It's two for Peyton and two for Brady. But Brady's 11-5 and against Manning overall. And Brady has been in six Super Bowls. And he has won four Super Bowls. And so for me, the question is not even, is he greater than Peyton Manning? The question is, is he the greatest of all time, greater even than Joe Montana, who also won four Super Bowls? And he may well establish that for really, really cement that with a win uh, against the Broncos this week. And then if he's able to pull off a fifth Super Bowl win um, against the NFC. And as to whom the Patriots will be playing, uh, there's no doubt in my mind they'll be playing the Carolina Panthers. Panthers look great against the Seahawks. My other team that I had picked to win it all from the beginning of the year was Green Bay. And I had also picked them to beat Arizona. And, of course, uh, that game ends up going into overtime after the incredible Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary as time expires. Um, but here's the thing about the Cardinals, who won that game, and, they, and, they, and they, did, they did come up with a couple big plays in overtime thanks to Larry Fitzgerald. But there were so many times during that game that their quarterback, Carson Palmer, tried to blow that game. I mean, uh, there was one time where, you know, they marched downfield, their, their, uh, Easy range to score a touchdown, and he throws a pick in the end zone. Then they do the same thing again, and he almost threw a pick, but it was dropped. And then there was, of course, the craziest of all, where he, he, threw, he threw the ball into the end zone. The ball was batted away by the defender and right into the arms of the Cardinals receiver, Michael Floyd, for the go-ahead touchdown. So instead of a ball being batted down or possibly even picked off yet again near the end zone, it results in a touchdown. So in that regard, um, the Cardinals were kind of lucky. But uh, and then Green Bay came back and got extremely lucky, of course, too. But you know, I don't have any any confidence that Carson Palmer can win. He was zero two in playoff games before this, which means a he didn't play in many games of this magnitude, and b uh, he hadn't been successful. And he got pretty lucky in this one. And I think um, we're going to be seeing a Carolina Panther, New England Patriot Super Bowl. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Billy V Sports Hits. Thanks for joining me here on Renegade Sports Talk Radio.